The South Congress Podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is South Congress Podcast, episode 104. Uh, my name is Cameron, and for the second week in a row, um, we're kind of changing up the format on what we've done traditionally. Um, you guys are used to hearing some combination of Pete and myself, sometimes with uh, with our friend Meg or a different co-host or we're in front of a crowd, um, you know, but with um, kind of a nationwide quarantine with the, uh, the coronavirus being on everybody's minds um you know we wanted to do something a bit different uh, um as far as our content and our presentation so for the second weekend in a row um i'm going to be speaking with you know someone going through the same thing we're going through um you know kind of being cooped up in the house um things like careers adjusting relationships adjusting so yeah um we'll just kind of get into it my guest this week is ryan acevedo ryan how you doing man hey man i'm doing great uh, it's, uh, it's cool to be on. Like I've, I've been listening for a little while now. Um, so it, it's, it's cool to kind of get to do this finally. Fantastic. No, glad you had the time to do it as a matter of fact. And I know you're going to listen to yourself 10 times and think you don't sound great, but I'm sure you're going to sound just fine because you're talking, you're the expert on this. You're talking about exactly what you know, so it should be just fine. Um, so quickly, you and I um, know each other through a mutual friend. We actually met what a month and a half ago at a wrestling show. As a matter yeah, of fact. actually, um, yeah, we we met at uh, Euphoria here in uh, I'm in I'm in San Antonio. So um, yeah, we we met at Euphoria and uh, yeah, we I mean, man, that was that was a crazy show. There was there was, was a lot, a lot of, of fun. Yeah. yeah, my my favorite thing coming out of that show is um, you know, I'm kind of like next to you guys, but like off to the side, and uh, yeah, and Chris Bay kind of comes up. And like I'm talking to him, I'm like, listen, like I want to interview you before you sign. Um, <laughs> and he's like, all right, well, then it needs to be like Tuesday. <laughs> and I'm yeah. kind of like, I'm like listening, but kind of like halfway, like, okay, I got some time. And then Tuesday comes around and he signed. So yeah, that's uh, man. Uh, <laughs> like we were talking about then, uh, th- I don't think anybody deserves it. Well, I mean, there's, there's people that deserve it. Definitely. We, you talked about, uh, AJ Gray and how much he deserves it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Chris Bay, man, after seeing him, that was, and that was actually my first time getting to see him live mm-hmm. and, uh, man, the dude is such a good worker. Um, and, and that, that took me by surprise. Cause I, I didn't, uh, he, he was definitely talking to you. So I, I obviously didn't know. And, and I was like, that whole weekend, because that was a Sunday. Well, mm. I guess the whole weekend, yeah. So Sunday, and then going into Monday, I had talked about it. Uh, we even, uh, so I do a podcast too, um, High Spot Hangover. I do it with a couple of buddies, and I I did a recap of that show, and uh, I, I I put Chris Bay over like crazy, and was mm. just like, man, this guy needs to get signed. Like, it, if he doesn't get signed, like everyone's losing money. Like, it's insane. And then yeah, Tuesday comes around, and he got signed. Right like, then. Exactly. well then. Well then, <laughs> yeah. And I tell you what, you did yourself a favor um, by not coming out with us that night because I'm sure I bored Mario to tears because I was still high from the night before and hungover from a couple of hours before. So yeah, we were just standing there looking at each other. I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I have nothing to contribute right now. But he was a good sport about it. So um, yeah, um, so, I, yeah. I wanted I wanted to go, but it, man, there was just there was just people everywhere. It was it like there was there was cops. I couldn't get an Uber for for stupid reasons. Like, yeah, it was, it, that was a mess. You won. <laughs> Trust me, yeah. you won. <laughs> so 
so yeah um so so quickly because i talked about it last week um this week's biggest difference for me was like a whole week of working at home because it was spring break the week before. So, um, you know, this was me adjusting to dealing with students exclusively online, refusing to do video chats with them because I haven't shaved or gotten a haircut, but that was, (laughs) that's the biggest thing that adjusted for me. So, um, but everybody listening to this is like super familiar with what I do, you know, my Mm -hmm. career, but let's talk about you um, because I kind of reached out, and, and, you know, you were talking about how things have really adjusted for you, um, yeah. you know, due to, you know, the coronavirus situation. So if you just want to kind of let people know, you know, what it is you do for a living, the things that's changed, um, I feel free to just go. If I feel like I need to jump in, I will. But but yeah, just uh, kind of let them know what's going on with you. Yeah, for sure. So um, I actually work service industry here in San Antonio. Um, I work uh, at Broadway 5050 over in uh, Alamo Heights. And uh, that place has been there since like uh, the 20s. Like it's it's almost 100 years old or maybe the 30s. I, God, it's it's just old. <laughs> um, but uh, I work over there now um, and I'm actually just a, I'm just a line cook uh, coming off. You know, I've I've bounced around restaurants for 16, almost 17 years now. Mm-hmm. So this is this is my livelihood. Like this was something um, I even got out of the game, I think, for. About two years. Um, I don't know how I finessed it, but uh, well, I guess I kind of do because it's not it's not a tall ladder to climb. But uh, I went to uh, rent to own for a little bit. So I was a manager for for uh, about a year, maybe about a year and a half. Um, I even did like Best Buy and stuff. So uh, I kind of bounced. But I, I went back to to uh, service industry um, just kind of like I was just in a rut. Uh, I, I didn't know where I was going and then it kind of made sense. I'm like, man, I've been doing this for so long. Like, why did I, why did I get out of it? And so, uh, I went back, started going to actual restaurants and taking it seriously, went to culinary school. Um, I didn't, I didn't finish culinary school and, and that was because of just financial reasons, man. Like uh-huh. I, I went to, uh, I went to, uh, the art Institute, which was very, in the year that I was there, they, were being investigated and this was like right before i signed up like or like right after i signed up they were so let me jump in really quickly yeah, um yeah. because because i love when like somebody talks about something i know like a bunch about so i worked <laughs> in for-profit education like my first yeah. seven years out of college and you know one thing they tell you is about um you know if students don't meet a certain graduation rate or in our case placement rate, then you lose funding and you can't be a school anymore. So I dealt with like scares of that. And then the massive layoffs come and the investigations come. And so we'd have students who, and a lot of times students don't go from like a for-profit school to a four-year school. They go Mm. from for-profit to for-profit to for-profit. Yeah. And I can tell you, like, the number of students who came from, like, art institutes saying, hey, will these classes transfer? And, like, no, it's a different curriculum. And somehow they've convinced everybody that these things are totally different. And so a lot of times students get stranded with credits and with a bunch of money that came out of pocket. And whew, sometimes there's a way out, but sometimes there's not. But, yeah. Um, yeah, just throwing that in there. But, no, keep going. Continue, please. Yeah, it, it was kind of it was kind of that. They, they tell you everything that you want to hear, uh, I think. Uh, listening to some of the and like reading some of the articles about it, just listening to some of the other cases that uh, some of the friends that I have uh, that went through it as well. And they told them everything in the book to make them like 
you know, to make them comfortable. Like, oh, yeah, you could definitely, like, you could do this, you can do that, blah, 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 blah. And, <laughs> and I didn't hate going to school. I actually loved it. Um, I had uh, fantastic chefs that I went through. Uh, that, man, I, I still quote a lot of the shit that they taught us, like, uh, like uh, all the time, man. Like, uh, so I, I really, and I made lifelong friends through there. Like, uh, you know, my best friends are, are, you know, people that I met through there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just cause man, we just been in the trenches, uh, trenches, just, you know, working alongside each other on, on, on the line. And it's kind of, um, that kind of actually rounds it out. You know, like I, I've been doing this for so long that once I went to culinary school and I got all this training, like basically I just got all the basics done. I got all mm-hmm. the fundamentals and then decided that, you know what, like I'm doing, I'm doing well. I was in a rough spot uh, once they told me like, oh, we need like $3,000 before the next quarter before mm-hmm. you can't come back. I'm like, well, what the hell was I paying into? And they couldn't even give me a straight answer. And I think yeah. it, was, it was all of that, like that kind of uh, that kind of deterred me from going back. So, uh, I mean, aside from me not having $3,000, mm-hmm. um, you weren't even like super motivated to, to really come up with it after that conversation. Like administration yeah. plays a big part of students wanting to be a part of education. I know exactly where you're coming from. Cause it was sure. only like, I think it was only like less than a month, like uh, maybe just a few weeks of break. And they were like, yeah, you have to come up with that money before you even come back. I'm like, yo, I can't even make like part of that. Like I, I was, um, <laughs> so I was actually at the 50 50 that was right there. They opened a second one for some reason on I 10, uh-huh. um, which was strange because uh, it's called Broadway 50 50. But I guess they were trying to franchise it out or whatever. It didn't work. Uh, but I was the <laughs> I was a, a manager over there and, uh, you know, in culinary school. And I got hassled for that because I had. This one dude that didn't want to, like a young guy that didn't want to listen to anybody. I had an old dude that had been a lifer and was just, you know, 30 years in it and still doing everything wrong. Like, yeah, you can't tell him anything. Of course not. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, uh, it got to the point where I was like, uh, he was like, well, I've been doing this for three years. I was like, well, you've been doing it for wrong for 30 years. <laughs> like, um, but, I, you know, because I was in college and I still get that now like, because I went to culinary school, um, you get there's like a stigma on you um but you know you kind of you kind of let it go like i you know i have experience now i i enjoy it i don't i try not to throw that in people's faces because i guess people are just very like it seems like it is i'm not trying to be like that so um but yeah uh so i was you know i've been on uh on serving lines and stuff like that for for a long time man and i just i love it it's it's my livelihood so when this all started kind of happening um, I didn't, I didn't know how serious to take it. And that, uh-huh. I guess that sounds a little shitty, but it's like, no, 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 no. It, it's, that's literally every single one of us. Like none yeah. of us know how serious it is until it affects us. And yeah. most of us, it doesn't affect. So yeah, well affect on a level of, I see somebody next to me getting sick or a family member's yeah. dealing with, like most people won't go through that. So no, what you're going through is normal, but, but yeah, continue. Go ahead. It was, it was, it was, uh, just strange. The whole, um, once you start seeing all the news about it and everything, it's like, well, maybe this, this could, this could be, this could be a contained thing or this could be, uh, this could spread kind of quick. Yeah. And, um, and that's kind of where I started watching news a lot where at least just keeping more of an eye on it because in our industry, 
it's when you get sick, it's unfortunate, but a lot of us can't really pay for like none of us really have unless you work for like a hotel or something or like uh, Airmark or any of these these bigger uh, corporations like for schools even like, you know, for uh, um, for colleges and all that. If you, if you don't work in one of those those corporations, you're not going to get sick leave. Like you're yeah. not going to get PTO. Uh, I don't know what it's like to have insurance. Um, I had I had insurance for, through the Affordable Health Care Act, and it was like free for a year. And then uh-huh. the month after that year expired, I re-signed up, and then they said it was going to be like two hundred and twenty something dollars a month. Mm. And I'm like, well, I went from paying absolutely nothing, or I paid ten dollars for dental, uh-huh. <laughs> like I went from paying absolutely nothing to paying a lot and i was already yeah. paying a bunch of bills like i couldn't do it um you know but i didn't need health care in that one year that i had um aside from like asthma medication yeah. um but uh you know it's it's uh it's crazy because we don't we don't get that that kind of uh those benefits you know yeah. we we're just told well you know either you come to work or you have to call in and stay home uh-huh. and i have honestly I don't call in like ever. I will cover my face. I will wear like three pairs of gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I had this little home remedy where uh, I was I was mis- uh, mixing uh, whiskey and and hot tea and chilies and honey and just drinking that, and that got me through shifts because I don't know, just adrenaline and and all of, I don't I don't even know, but mm-hmm. it was like like a hot toddy, but just you know, amped up with the chilies and all that. Um, but you know, it was one of those things like you kind of have to do what you have to do, uh, because you gotta, you gotta make rent. You gotta, you gotta get a paycheck, you know? It's a thing where, um, you know, when all this first started, a big thing that people were saying was like, if you're sick, don't come in. So like me, when I see that, I'm like, well, I look at, you know, I log into a little website and I have 300 sick hours. Like I could get sick for, you know, what is that? Almost two months mm-hmm. and still get paid every day of it. I a hundred percent understand that that is unique to the thing that I do. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, like you, you follow wrestling like I do, like yeah. there's the whole thing with, you know, the Miz showing up to work sick on SmackDown <laughs> and that yeah. being like the last domino to fall in Roman Reigns, not being at WrestleMania. But the thing about it is, like, even though it's dumb what Miz did, he comes from a work environment where you don't call in sick. And so to expect him to do that is it's unfair because of the system that you created. Not saying he shouldn't have done it, but it's unfair to expect it because you're you're of the, uh, you know, of the belief and of the value that. I never get sick as the boss, so how is anybody else ever going to call in sick? And so, yeah, when I look at, like, what you guys do, you know, um, you don't show up, you don't get paid. A lot of times you are having to weigh out how you feel versus what you need. So, yeah. And I've been in this mentality lately, like, um, you know, luckily right now I don't have to pay uh, a lot of of bills. And that's because, um, yeah, I'm – I'm fortunate in that sense because I actually had to move back in with my uh, with my dad um, just because a few years ago, me and uh, my girlfriend had decided, hey, she want well, she wanted to go to school. Uh, she goes uh-huh. to UAW 
And she was like, I need to move back with my grandparents so that I won't be able to afford it. I was like, hey, I completely understand. Like, go get your degree. Like, I was just 100 percent about it. But it did kind of leave me like, oh, shit. Well, now I got to move back in with with my dad like that. You know, it's it's cool because, yeah. like, I have that opportunity, but it's like, oh, this kind of sucks. Like, I, I need to get you know, my shit together. And then I bounced from, from job to job. I had a great job then at like, but they weren't paying me well enough, but mm-hmm. I, I had a title. It, that was like a whole thing. Um, I had to deal with a, a, a mess in that year. Uh, so I, and I've bounced back, you know, finally I've gotten to that point where I'm like, okay, you know, I can, I, I've saved enough now where I can finally move out. I can do this on my own. I'm looking at uh, spots to live. You know, I'm looking at apartments. I go check a couple out and then this starts happening and I halt that immediately. And, you know, I'm I'm getting, you know, calls from these apartment complexes like, Hey, you know, just want to see if you want to come back in. And I'm like, "Mm, and you just want to yell, you want to yell, fuck you. Like you (laughs) really want to yell, fuck you. (laughs) Cause it's like, exactly. What can, uh, and and it's like, everybody still has to do their job and you understand it, but you're also like, fuck, like the student loan lady called me like two days ago. Mm-hmm. And she was like, hi, this is just about your, I just hung up on a lady. Like, what, what, do, I'm sorry. Like, um, and, and of course, like, I think what that was, they've actually suspended payments on student loans. Okay. So I think like she was trying to get that last little bit in before, like, no, 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 you're good. Um, but I yeah, bet, I bet she heard, uh, she probably heard the dial tone a lot, like oh, yeah. <laughs> in the past that's few so, weeks. Like, that's, a, that's a tough job. Yeah. Um, like I'm also because uh, me and my co-host like are looking at getting a place together in like August, right? And so okay. I'm actually on a lease that ends in May, and I'm like, dang, what am I gonna do for five months? So me being the vulture that I am, I'm like, man, everybody's broke. Somebody's gonna sublease their place for super cheap, and I'm gonna take <laughs> like just evil, right? But no, um, so so yeah, like you said, you're you're finally in a position where like you're getting things in order. You can kind of reestablish, um, you know, what you feel um is going to be one, and then this thing happens, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it uh, I was kind of watching the news very closely, like, okay, when is this going to happen here? And uh, you know, because that's the thing, I can't get sick if. If something like this breaks out where we're going to start having to miss work, uh, I I just like I had to watch it. I had to monitor it. And then, of course, you know, uh, New York gets hit and restaurants start trying to adjust to that. And then L.A. gets hit or well, like, I don't even remember the timeline because it every like time doesn't exist right now. It's it's so insane. Like I have no reference for how quickly this happens. It seemed like. Uh, even though we were told constantly how this was going to go, um, every, it just seemed like everything just started shutting down immediately, like, or just started readjusting. So, um, yeah, I'd finally like, oh, man, it sucks. Like, at least it helps me a little bit. Uh, cause you know, of course I have to file for unemployment. Um, <laughs> I, you know, we, we got, we got laid off and I'll, I'll talk about it here in a little bit, but, uh, so uh, at least I didn't put those those things into into motion, like getting a, an apartment and all of that before all this started happening, because then I would have been in my first month and I would have defaulted immediately. Like I have nothing to yeah. go off of or, you know, or I would have paid my first month, maybe my second month. And then after that, I'd be screwed. Like, I don't know how long this is going to last. Like Exactly. Uh, so it's it's sort of fortunate for me but i hate saying that because there's so many people that it's affecting on such a uh, 
a harder level. Like, um, it, it's, it's nuts. Like I, I can't even begin to like understand some of what, um, no, nobody close to me just yet, but definitely, uh, people that I've worked with, I, the people that I see on Facebook that I still keep in contact with and, you know, how, uh, how it's affecting them. And, uh, and I, I hate, I hate being that fortunate and seeing my friends and, uh, you know, uh, my family and all that kind of, uh, going through it like that. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. So, uh, I, um, but yeah, as of right now, uh, I've been, I've filed for unemployment, which is like a first for me. I've never, I've never really thought about doing that ever because, Mm -hmm. I've just as a line cook, you can go anywhere. You could throw a you could throw a rock in the city and hit a line cook. Like mm. there's, but there's also so many jobs all over the place because everyone's just bouncing around. So uh, that's I don't know. That's it's kind of that's kind of how it goes. Like you you talk about all the places that you've you've worked with, you know, if you work for who you've worked for, who you've mm-hmm. worked with. You know, so. And then they just throw you in there. They're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I know that guy from when I was working at. Applebee's or TGI Fridays or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just kind of toss them in and then you're good. Um, yeah. So, so let's, yeah, let's talk about the specifics. I don't know if you want to kind of go maybe for like a week timeline, but like talk about, I don't know, maybe your last week at the job leading up to being laid off. So that last week, and it was actually, let's see, I've been in quarantine for a week now. I worked up until the last day and because it's because I work, I work days typically. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last, the last two days of my, of my job, um, somebody walked out in the middle of a, 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 a shift and I had just so happened because it's a bar and just so happened to be drinking there and just kind of chilling. And, uh, um, it wasn't as busy. Like we, we actually get kind of busy. Um, but we don't, we do a lot more liquor sales than, than food sales. So it's okay to have at least just one. Uh, cook in the kitchen it's a very small kitchen too so it's just like burgers and fries and and all those i don't know just i guess amped up diner food i don't even know what to call it um but uh that guy got into an argument with our gm for no reason um i don't know what his deal was but all of a sudden he just kind of snapped and left and i was like well I guess I'll finish the night. And so I closed up, you know, I, I finished out the night, closed up and everything. And I came in the next day and they're like, yeah, you're probably going to have to work a really long shift tonight. And it made like, we were going in, uh, into that night on the idea, or I was going into that day on the idea that we were just going to switch to nobody in the restaurant. Um, and, and, uh, doing to goes or, or takeout or curbside. And we're like, okay, you know, not a big deal. Like, that's fine. Um, at that point, I, I felt I have a little job security because uh, we're, we're just going to be pumping out food. We can uh-huh. do uh, to-go cocktails, but we have to do it a specific way. Um, so I was like, all right, you know, at least I, I can do that. I have a job for a little bit until they finally shut us down. And then maybe within the hour of me going into work, I had read that, um, the Alamo Heights mayor was shutting everybody down and didn't want anybody doing curbside to go or any of that. And so now I'm like, well, damn, I guess I'm going into work today with no job. So I'm just going to have to 
see what happens. Like we had one more last day. We didn't advertise it because it's one of those things that you're going to look like an asshole if you advertise, oh, we're like one of the only kitchens left open uh, through this whole thing. So come on down and support us. Like it just makes you look like a dick. Uh, so we didn't advertise it. We just had a bunch of our regulars hear about it and came in, supported, you know, bought drinks and, and uh, gift cards and all that and to try to help us out. And um, man, there was nothing going on. Like it was just it was dead. We we were canceling uh, karaoke, obviously, because, I mean, you know, everybody's be singing to the mic. And when everybody is, uh, you know, hammer drunk at the <laughs> towards the end of the night, they're singing really close to the mic. And, it just, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just gross. So we had to cancel that. We had to cancel uh, our trivia nights and, and all the bands. We don't because we just really don't know what's yeah. going to happen. Uh, so that last night. Uh, one of the bartenders brought in their uh, their uh, Super NES or their it was like the the, the new compact, mm-hmm. and we were just playing video games all night because there was just man I didn't have any food like I had I had some that I had to do and <laughs> but, yeah uh, it was just it was it was kind of a surreal thing like all the the, the chairs are up in the in the restaurant and I'm kind of sitting down I'm not cooking I'm just there kind of like wondering what's going to happen next. And then finally we shut down and closed the kitchen. I, I had to toss some, like I, I ran everything down to as much, like I didn't do any prep. I was like, I ran everything down to pretty much zero. So I'd have to get rid of too much. Yeah. Um, luckily my job was really cool and, and actually um, told us like, Hey, if we, if you guys want us to order produce and stuff for you, you're more than welcome to buy from us. Like what well, you can buy at our cost. Yeah. Um, it, so they were really cool about that. So, uh, got, you know, to take some groceries and stuff home, but, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Just having to close everything up and like looking at the kitchen, almost like that, that cheers moment where you turn off the lights, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that old sitcom style where it's just like, mm, you yeah. turn off the lights and that's the end of the episode or the end of the show. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 kind of how it felt a little bit, and I was I was a little bummed, and then waking up the next day, thinking, "Shit, it doesn't feel I, real." Like, yeah, I was like, I don't have yeah. anything to do now. Like, what do I do? This was my yeah. whole job. This is my whole life. Like, mm. yeah, it's um, it's it's not a it's not a cool place to be, and it, even up to uh, when once all, everything started shutting down, I was like trying to pivot. Like, okay, uh, what else can I do? Yeah. To make a little money. Um, you know, I, I actually have like a catering service that I do. I do pop-ups on the side. Um, okay. and so I, I, you know, I would set up at bars and I would set up at, at markets and all of that. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, but you know, I'm essentially doing the same thing too. Like I, yeah. I would do, uh, burgers and, and I would do chips cause I didn't have a fryer, but now I have like a, a nice little flat top and a fryer and all this stuff. So like, well, I guess I could do it from the house, but it's hard to get to go stuff because everybody's going to, you know, all the other restaurants are doing to go. Exactly. Yeah. So if they run out because other people are buying from them, they're going to go to Ace Mart. And so I can't get the, the, the stuff that I wanted. And besides, I don't really want to be in public. Yeah. Uh, the other day it was the first time I went to a store. Like, Cause I, I went to the, the corner store just to pick up specific things, but like I'd be in and out in like a minute or two. Because I don't want to be there. 
Yeah, um, yeah, not even comfortable. Just yeah, I dig it. Yeah, and it was just like, hey, I need to get like a bunch of waters and then like some snacks and stuff because if I'm gonna be doing this, like I'm, I'm gonna be sitting here watching TV or like Hulu and stuff all night. Like, I, I need something. So, uh, but I would do that like later at night so there's nobody there. Um, but yeah, I went to Target, uh, and it was just that's when it kind of hit me like, oh shit, like this is and this is. This is, mind you, after the biggest part of that that rush of like everybody like hoarding, because uh, I didn't I I avoided H E B I avoided Walmart like the plague man it was like I was not going to be caught up in all of that 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 weird hysteria of everyone buying everything and all that like that's just not for me that's not my scene I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, watch other people act stupid you know so. Um, yeah, I, I went to Target a few days ago for like the first time and it was just like a ghost town. And uh, I just had to get a few things like uh, toiletries and stuff. And man, there was almost like nothing still, you know, uh, there was like no people there. But um, yeah, I don't I, I don't like being in public right now. So I like I've been holed up in my house, at, at least in my room, the, the most I like the most sun I get is if I go out to the porch and, and decide to like day drink a little bit, <laughs> you know, no, yeah. um, I'm doing all my day drinking in the house, but I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, see, my dad is fortunate enough to have a pool here. So like, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing it big, but <laughs> like, also I have no job and I'm not doing anything. I'm just day drinking. So I feel, I feel kind of weird. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Um, because, you know, I always like to think that the world is just perfect and smooth and is a machine. So yeah. when I sat back and looked at like my expenses, most of my money is spent Sunday afternoons in Austin drinking mimosas. Like it just really is. And it's all yeah. an offshoot of that, right? So yeah. to me, in a perfect world, this thing is going to end and I'm going to go to my favorite restaurant at like noon on a Sunday and all my favorite bartenders are still going to be there and it's going to be the exact same crowd. It's going to be like, nobody's missed a beat. And I know in my heart that can't be. So you coming from the service industry, you having been multiple places, like you knowing people, how different is just your restaurant where you worked most recent, how different is that going to look a week after quarantine's over? So it depends on when, when it happens. Cause if it happens during the week, it's going to be dead. Um, we may get some people like some of our regulars um, <laughs> coming in. Cause man, our regulars just love to spend money. Like <laughs> it's, it's Alamo Heights. And if, if your listeners aren't familiar with it, it's, it's it's a very moneyed yeah. area. In San Antonio, that's where the yeah. money at. Absolutely. Yeah, the the O nine is is definitely one of those places that like I mean they they just like to drink and 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 hang out. I mean we every so often we get like R C Buford in there, the the owner of the Spurs, just chilling, just on his his tablet, on his computer, whatever, like just chilling, doing stuff, going over stats, watching our TVs. Like, I mean, that's the that's the kind of, you know, clientele we have every so often. And it's just like I said, it's just like a little burger joint. It's a little, you know, diner sort of thing. But um, I feel like some of these people that come in, they're like, oh, I feel like they're slumming it or whatever. Uh, but if this happens during the week, we're not going to have anybody. 
Like yeah. we were going to get some of the regulars come in, like some of the bar flies that just like, you know, oh, like I, I missed y'all. Uh, nobody makes a, a Moscow like so and so, something like that. Um, and yeah, do then, you see um, do you see management like reaching out to the same people who were working there two weeks ago? And oh, yeah. Being OK. And that, that was more like what I'm thinking, because that's how I think things are going to work, because I'm so used to seeing the same people. But do you yeah. think that most of the people because because I guess the biggest thing about this and people know it, but it, it should be said, like, it's not like everybody who lost a job can just go find another job <laughs> because yeah, not, really. nobody's hiring anywhere right now. Like you can yeah. work. You can work at H-E-B. Right. Because they need help pretty much yeah. outside of that. It's not a lot of places that you can just go do a new job. So you think that, that there's going to be not a lot of turnover at these places? Like, do you think we're going to see a lot of similar staff at a lot of restaurants? Do you think mm-hmm. maybe your restaurants more geared toward that? Like, like how do you think things are going to look coming out? So we didn't have I can tell you right now there was only four of us in, uh, are excluding uh our kitchen manager our chef um that just it was just uh cooks and one guy walked out the other guy said well i can i can take a while um or i you know if we're going down to a skeleton crew i can you know take a while off and and you know because i've been working three years straight this dude worked two jobs and was just working constantly man like never had a day off like i don't know i don't know how some people can do it um, and I think that that goes to show uh, two critical things in our in our industry that one, you you work and work and work until you're just tired and you can't do it anymore. And, and once you blink and you're, you missed like a majority of your life and all that, you know, like everything, you know, is just, OK, I'm going to go to this restaurant. I'm going to go to this restaurant and I'm going to go home, and go to sleep so I can go to this other restaurant. Um, and then. Just it's, uh, you know, like you, you work like that. And two, it's just um, it keeps you busy, you know, and then you, you're kind of like in your own little world and you don't know anything. But, you know, um, but we, we were already working with a skeleton crew. You know, we were thinking, oh, we might need to hire somebody else. Um, come to find out we're pretty much all getting laid off or we're going to furlough or whatever. Because uh-huh. we were told a couple different things within a few days. Um, our it, I, I, the most important thing or the biggest takeaway from it was our servers, because they rely on their tips. And if they weren't, um, you know, I, I assume that everybody was actually declaring their their cash tips or not their cash tips, but their uh, uh, their credit card tips, so uh-huh. they can uh, actually apply for. Uh, for uh, unemployment, but I don't know. I don't know every situation. So we definitely, when when we were told, okay, we have to actually shut down now. Um, our half our servers were just like, well, uh, I guess we'll see what happens. But I'm not. I'm uh, like I'm jobless now. The other half were just like, well, we're here till the end. Um. We'll we'll see what happens. So we we're definitely going to only have half our servers when we come back. Yeah. Um. We man, it's 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 crazy. We don't we don't know what's what it's going to be like in that first week. Maybe maybe everyone will come back. Maybe everyone will say like, hey, like, you know, just kidding. Like now we have we have a job again. Well, everyone's invited to come back. 
I think the only person that's not okay. excited to come back was that dude that that just straight up quit in the middle of like his shift. Yeah. Um, but everyone is invited to come back. Our our management has reached out and said, you know, oh yeah, you you're more than welcome. Like we're always here for you. Like everyone's tight knit. So I'm I'm fortunate to work in a place like that where everyone's real cool. Um, I've I've known my GM for like seven years now, uh, just from hopping restaurants and all that. Like she she knew how hard we worked years ago and was like, yeah, I want this dude on my team. Um, and she's done that with every bartender, every server that she's hired. Uh, she knows them personally. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough. And I think everyone, everyone there, whether they see it or not, they're very fortunate to know these people personal on a personal level. So because you're a science expert, <laughs> when do you see this being over now, now granted I'm, I'm asking you as a person who lives in the world who needs things, not as somebody I expect to have done the research, but nah. <laughs> if you had to kind of ballpark it, when do you see getting back to a new normal? Man, um, the, and I'm I'm always pretty pessimistic. I think anybody who who knows me personally that listens to this is like, ah, man, this this guy's not very optimistic. But um, if I want to be optimistic about it, I would say maybe maybe in the next month we will get to a point where it's not normal. I don't think we're going to be normal for a while. I think even with the coming summer and everything, it, things are going to be a little weird. Um, I think I'm, I'm hoping that people take that precaution. Everything that we're told now, wash your hands, don't touch your face, stay away from people. Um, I hope that kind of sets a precedent for people to kind of keep doing those things uh, because it's just, it seems like basic stuff for me. But you know, you don't know, like you don't know how uh, people are taking care of themselves when you don't, you know, they're not in front of you. Um, but ho- I'm hoping in the next month or so that this just kind of starts getting to a point where like, OK, we're getting back into a rotation. We're getting back into a, uh, a cycle. Um, we can start living our life a little bit more. Um, but I don't know. Um, I, I feel like that's the most optimistic I can be because every, I, like we were told, oh, we can probably come back like. April 4th. I'm like, well, okay, that seems, um, that, that seems unrealistic, but sure. I'll I'll write it. I'll write it out. Like it seems I'm not. Yeah. Like, and then of course we have our friggin' president telling us that, Oh, I want to open everything by, by Easter. Like, well, okay, hold on, hold on. I don't know if that's going to work. Um, like I said, I'm being optimistic at this point. Hopefully in a month we can start pushing forward a little bit more. Um, but man, who knows? Like it, it, this could go on. I mean, hell, it went it went on for five to six months over in in, in China. So there's no telling. And um, I'm hoping. I'm really I'm really trying to be optimistic for it. at least if not for me, for everyone that I know. Yeah, uh, for 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 all my buddies on the line and and at the bar, the servers, the the runners, the um, the barbacks, everybody, you know, the the uh, dish staff, man, our 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 dish guys are just so crucial. Like, you know, if if you miss 
if they miss one day, everyone notices and they work, man, they work harder than everybody in that, in that building. So, uh, I'm hoping it within the next month, man, but who knows? Well, I hope that your selflessness leads to everybody else being okay. Genuinely. We, we need more people like you, man. Trust me. It took me so long to get over myself. Like with, uh, my first year after, uh, and out of culinary school, I was like, I'm a chef. I'm a chef. Like, I don't do that anymore. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to be that guy. It took me a while to be over myself, but I, I had to see the bigger picture and I hope that out of this, because uh, I, I have seen a lot of compassion. I have seen a lot of uh, a, a lot of reaching out to other people and saying, like, "Hey, man, you good?" Like, and that and that's the biggest thing that I think everyone can benefit from. Just a a few minutes out of your day to mess with somebody that you see maybe going through it, and just be, or just somebody you suspect like going through it and being like, "Hey, man, you good? Like, you need anything? Like, can you want to talk?" Like. Uh, that honestly talking through stuff it, it really does help it it may not make the situation better but it definitely helps uh you uh see the bigger picture in all of this and be like you know what i gotta work on myself like this my my first day waking up after not having a job and, and knowing this job is my identity and now i don't have anything my first thought was well I guess I got to work on myself. Like I'm going to be by myself in the next few weeks. Um, I guess I got to work on myself here. So um, I hope, you know, people can just kind of just check on each other and see if everyone's okay. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, when you're not cooking and (laughs) not being entirely selfless, I know that you work on a couple of other things. Um, let people know uh, kind of about your creative projects and how they can listen to those. So um, I do, like I said, I, I do uh, another uh, a podcast with my buddies called High Spot Hangover. Uh, we kind of bullshit and talk about wrestling. Uh, it's it's fun, you know. I I I have said since episode zero when we did our little blurb about it. You know, everybody has to do that that one episode where uh, it's you know, going to explain what you're going to talk about for the next God knows how long. Um, I even said, Hey man, nobody wants another wrestling podcast, but here we are. We're going to do it. (laughs) And we're, we're going to try to, to, to be cool about it and not take it so seriously. And that's, I feel like we've kind of cultivated that, that idea (laughs) that, Hey man, we're just, we're just out here. We like what we like. Um, we give each other shit. It, it's a lot of fun, man. I, I really enjoy it. Uh, I go by a different name on there. Uh, so, you know, I'm breaking my own kayfabe, but it's all right. You know, that's, that's, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy it. So you can, you check it out on, on Spotify or Apple. Uh, we have Podbean, which you can listen to it for free there. Uh, so yeah, that there's that. Um, I have my own catering thing. Like I said, uh, tooth nail collective, um, and, and I set up at, at, at markets every so often. I was doing first Fridays for a little while. Uh, I did stop that uh, early so I could kind of focus on, on, you know, getting a place and all that so I can do this bigger well, when it comes around. So, um, yeah, they can look out for that, too. Um, and then hopefully I'm trying to do my own podcast by myself, just like an interview sort of thing. Uh hopefully soon. So, you know, I'll always drop, I'll, I'll drop that later. Um, you know, my, uh, my, my 
Instagram is is Pinche Ryan. My my Twitter is yeah I know it's 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 followed me forever. Um, and then uh, my Twitter is is Ricky Meets because uh, I go by Ricky Asada on uh, High Spot Hangover. So yeah, check that out. <laughs> and we'll make sure that we put um, all the links to everything that you do in this show's description this week. Um, Thank you. So, Ryan, thank you so much for joining me, man. Thank you for giving me insight into an industry I frequent but know very little about. So, yeah, your uh, your knowledge of it is really appreciated this week, man. Yeah, man, I, I, uh, I'm i glad that uh, uh, that I had the time to do this. I, the, I mean, hell, it was a lot of fun. I, like I said, I, I've been listening for a while. I never thought I'd actually be on it. But, hey, this is this is fun. It was cool. Like, um, you, you let me talk for – God knows how long. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I, I think, especially with stuff like this, um, a lot of it is just about getting the thoughts out. And then you can kind of go back and revisit it. And then, you know, when we come out of all this, um, you know, you'll be able to see, you know, I started on this side. Now we're out on this side. And, uh, yeah. you know, things things have gotten to a point where they're at least better than when we had the conversation. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. It'll be something to look back at and be like, well, yeah. We we yeah. went through we went through hell to get here, but we're yeah. here. This is my little time capsule for when we get to the other side. So absolutely, exactly. Excellent. Um, so guys, it's the South Congress podcast, episode one hundred and four. My name is Cameron. I want to thank Ryan Acevedo so much for joining us, and we're out. Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comic, show, or movie discussed? Supporting the South Congress podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show.